So at last I came back to my home in Britain, to that same familiar country from which I had been abducted to become a slave of men. My family rejoiced at my return, and when my tribulations they had learned, they begged me as a son to stay with them and never leave our happy home again. Welcome to the Inverse Theology Project. I'm your host, Tia Moore. This is Volume 5, Number 3, Historical Theology. Patrick's journey back to his home in Britain was a bit harrowing at times, but he did return, and his family made him promise that he would never leave them again. Well, we know we shouldn't make promises we can't keep, particularly when God has other plans, as he did with Patrick. In this installment of the Inverse Theology Project, Patrick relates his journey home and the vision that changed his life. This installment is part two of Holy Servant Boy in the series, The Burden of Patrick. And so it happened when we had for many days been walking through a wilderness. The men ran out of food and they grew weak from hunger. Then to me the captain spoke, You claim your God to be all-powerful and great. Why can't you pray to him for us? For as it is today, we will from hunger perish, and we do not hope to see another human who can meet our need. With confidence, I said to him, Believe in God. He'll give you bread to fill your stomachs. Turn to him with all your hearts, since nothing is too great or small for him. Believe that he can meet your need today, for he has plenteous gifts to feed and care for you. Then, with God's help, it came about, and to the glory of his name, a herd of pigs appeared before our eyes. They killed and ate their fill, and on that wise continued for two nights until their strength was once again renewed, and they at length were able to continue, for along the way some had dropped out, they were not strong enough to carry on and were half dead, but were recovered. So to God, our head and our provider, I gave thanks and praise who cared for us throughout the many days we wandered in that land. And from that day I gained prestige among the men. When they some honey found, they offered some to me and said, This is a sacrifice that we have offered to our gods. I tasted none of it, thank God. That very night, the one in which their honey I refused, there came to me while I was sleeping him whose shame is everlasting. Satan tested me severely, and the memory will be with me so long as in this body I remain. As if a boulder from the sky had fallen on me, all my limbs were numb. But in my ignorance, I wonder from what quarter came the inspiration to cry out Helias' name. I wish I knew. But in the midst of this, I saw the sun begin to rise in heaven. When I'd begun again to shout, Helias, with all my might, the sun descended in its brilliant light and took away the weight from me. Then I believed that it was Jesus Christ who my deliverance had achieved and that it was the Spirit of the living God who caused me thus to cry and cried in me. I pray that it will also be so on the day of trouble. As the gospel says, that day, declares the Lord, the words you need to say will not arise from you. The Spirit of the Father who provides for you in love will speak within you. 
so, as I have said above, we journeyed many days. Instead of suffering daily deprivation, though, all the Lord provided us with food and fire and dry conditions. Once, when we had run out of provisions, mercifully he brought us to some other people who supplied our need. And he was gracious to me all throughout those years before I came unto my home again. When on that same extended journey I was once again enslaved and made a prisoner of men, I spent the first night with my captors, and I heard a voice that told me, In the hand of these your captors you will two months be. I knew it was a word from God to me. For so it came to pass, the sixteenth night I was with them, he helped me to take flight and gain my freedom. So... At last I came back to my home in Britain, to that same familiar country from which I had been abducted to become a slave of men. My family rejoiced at my return, and when my tribulations they had learned, they begged me as a son to stay with them and never leave our happy home again. And so, no doubt, I would have been content to do. But God was pleased I should be spent in other ways. For while I tarried there amid my leisure, he worked to prepare me for a larger task. There came to me one night a vision. From across the sea a man appeared. Victoricus was his name. He had in his possessions as he came so many letters, and he gave me one of them. The heading on it left me numb. The voice of the Irish, it proclaimed. As I began to read the letter deep in my imagination in that moment, I could hear the voices of the people by the wood of Foclute, which is near the sea in western Ireland. And it seemed to me that they were crying out as with one voice, O holy servant boy, we would rejoice for you to come and walk among us. I was pierced by great emotion, and my eye could not continue. So I woke. I praise the Lord that finally, after many days and years, he answered their request. Again he spoke to me another night, and when I heard his words, if they were in me or beside me, only he can know, before he finished, I was struck with terror, and his words I simply could not understand, except for at the end when he declared, The one who speaks to you is he who spared not life on your behalf. And so again I saw him praying hard in me, and then, as if I were in my own body, I was hearing him above me, over my most inner being, and with groanings hard. I felt that it could only be the Lord who interceded thus for me. And all the while I was dumbfounded at his call, astonished, wondering who it was who prayed so earnestly for me. And then he made me know he was the Spirit of the Lord." So I awoke, and I recalled the word of the apostle where he said, We do not know how we should make our prayers unto the Lord, so in our weakness he provides his spirit who instructs us and who guides and pleads for us in groanings without words. He also says, Our advocate, the Lord, on our behalf will intercede. I knew that moment what he wanted me to do. Visit our website, www.ilba.org, to discover the wealth of resources available to help you grow in your walk with and work for the Lord. You can review all the previous editions of the Inverse Theology Project by going to the website, clicking the Resources tab, then clicking the Inverse Theology Masthead. In our next installment, we look at the teaching of the Westminster Confession of Faith on the Doctrine of Christ. Until then, for the Fellowship of Ilba and the Inverse Theology Project, This is T.M. Moore.